This episode of Shoecast is brought to you by Modest Operando Brewing. Based in Monavale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Well, we're through 11 rounds of shoot shot action. Plenty of awesome games to talk about tonight. We've got Andrew Swain jumping on from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News as we cast our eye over the games uh, that we've just seen last weekend. Some very interesting results indeed. Well, let's get into this one. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round 11 review. Uh, joining me on the line is Andrew Swain from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Swain, we'll start with you, mate. How's things going? Mate, good. We've wrapped up the Super Rugby Pacific season yep. um, and we saw a clinical performance from the Crusaders uh, and, mate, focusing on club rugby for a couple of weeks until the old foe arrived so it's yeah it's uh it's been it's still busy but um at least we'll only have sort of one big match to focus on per week as opposed to several super rugby games yes no certainly looking forward to the commencement of the test season make sure everyone checks out clubland that's been uh rollicking along lots of great content there swaney and uh, tim horan hosting the club uh, hosting the clubland show uh, plenty of stuff that we go through in the shoot shield too and uh, we'll might chat about that a little later and joining us also is mark cashman from rugby news is um just coming out of a bit of man flu are you casho yeah, that's right. It sort of hit me over the last couple of days, uh, but uh, starting to feel a bit up. Uh, it's amazing what a bit of um, uh, coddle can do for you. And uh, but uh, mate, Swaney, hundred percent right about those Crusaders. Listen, they were uh, they were something special to see, weren't they? They uh, they know how to do it. It was quite incredible, wasn't it? Um, you know, I reckon the Blues were. Pretty significant favourites going into that game at Eden Park. They'd been the best team all year, but you, you kind of just got that sense that there were a few speed wobbles at the in the last couple of weeks for them. Mm. And mm. Uh, the Crusaders, they just turned the screws. They went into siege mode um, over the last couple of weeks as well, and they they just didn't fight. They didn't let the Blues fire a shot, uh, and, and that was pretty much the ball game. Uh, great, great um, performance from the Crusaders. They're just such a champion team. Uh, if you could bottle that sort of that culture and that um, that ability to perform when it counts, uh, you'd, you'd be selling that at a premium, I reckon, around the world. Yeah, and, well, and that's one of the points. The the coach Scotty Robinson, Razor Robinson. You know, like. How much would he be uh, on, on the on, on the coaching market? And this is the time when the negotiations happen. So it, uh, I tell you what, it'd be significant. Yeah, I I felt at the time that big on that succession planning that they missed a trick going with uh, Foster over Robertson. And if Foster doesn't get it done against the uh, Irish, uh, it could be could be a lot of uh, interesting uh, press over there in New Zealand. Razor Robinson has won thirty seven percent of all Super Rugby titles. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Like, oh, it's it's funny scary. You, you look at um, you know, the drums are beating big time for Ian Foster, aren't they? Big and, time. And 
and you can see why. Uh, you can yep. absolutely see why with with someone who's just performing so well. Um, it's funny, like you talk to just anecdotally to Kiwis, and um, every time I speak to a Kiwi, they're like, "Oh, you guys got the better Kiwi coach, didn't you?" When yeah. we're talking about Rennie, it's, yeah. it happens every time I speak to a Kiwi. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're certainly he's not a popular guy in Foster um, amongst the public. Um, so he needs these results against Ireland to fall their way. Otherwise, he could be in trouble. Yeah, if they don't bet Ireland, he's definitely the, in trouble. The crux of the coaching goes to, you know, the, the effort that he got out of Sam Whitelock on the weekend and then also a guy like who's a bit of a journeyman, Bryn Hall. And, uh, you know, there's there's other guys there, Braden Enor and, uh, you know, the way he's brought uh, Lester Fanukiaku uh, through, it's been, uh, it's been sensational. Yeah, no, they they were awesome. And as you say, Swanee, I think the Blues had sort of been that team that just scores those tries, they break the line, they offload, they got great attacking flair. But, you know, once that's gone, it comes down to set piece and breakdown and you just can't beat the Masters, can you? Oh, that's right. I mean, Sam Whitelock was an absolute colossus on the weekend. He kind of just did it all himself at times mm. um, for the Crusaders and – you know, they just didn't have an answer. The Blues at the breakdown and in the set piece. So it was, I think, they lost something like nine lineouts. The Blues. Yeah. Um, you, you know, if you if you're losing nine lineouts in a game, you can't expect to be winning. So that's exactly how it unfolded. And they take home another championship. And Razor does his break dance, and that was actually my favourite part of the night. As as the producer of the broadcast, um, we were kind of patting and patting. And uh, and trying to wait until Razor did his break dance, and then I was like, "Oh, bugger it, he's not going to do it." And then as we rolled our closer of the night, he um, he starts busting out a move, so we went to it live, and uh, we, we managed to get it in the broadcast. So all's well that ends well. Yeah, there's a few grumpy old sods in New Zealand that not too happy with Razor's break dancing, but I think that just shows the uh, maybe the change in. In mindset of the the younger play, you know, I, I'm pretty sure all the players absolutely love him. Don't they? I reckon they'd be really good fun at parties. Those people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, break dancing is going to be Olympic sport, isn't it, fairly soon? <laughs> Mate, Razor would take home the gold medal, as far as uh, I'm concerned. <laughs> so the uh, the Poms are on their way down. They should arrive shortly if they haven't already. I'm sure they're, they're about to uh, about to drop down. They had a Bit of a wobbly old game on the weekend. I know there's a bit of caveat on that Barbarians game, Swaney, but um, probably not the way that Eddie Jones wanted to start the test year. Yeah, I think he would have liked to have gone away winning that game. Um, you know, it was a stacked Barbarians team with French stars, uh, although not you know not all the stars. Um, they did lose Skelton after 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they still managed to come away with a win. Mm. Um, you know, England looked in that game one-dimensional, um, they didn't really have any answer for, for any uh, of the, the sparkle out wide from these Barbarians team. Um, yeah, it, I reckon Eddie probably put the line red line through a few players that might have been on the cusp of touring Australia. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, it's not the way he would have wanted to start, but I don't think you can read um, – a lot into that game. No. Uh, you know, it was a different-looking England team. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's the barometer for for Test Rugby. But you're, you're right, like, you know, momentum is a big thing and, and that's not a great way to start. 
I think the no. prominent voice uh, was the the day before uh, with the English Guinness Premiership final, where where Leicester beat uh, beat Saracens uh, by three points thanks to a George Ford uh, field goal. Over a hundred kicks in general play, so uh, mm. I can uh, I can detect that there'll be some incoming box kicks coming uh, coming the Wallabies' way. So that uh, that goes two ways with us. So, and I've noticed from some of the pitches at training over there in Perth that uh, there's a hell of a lot of uh, blokes leaping off the uh, the ground catching high balls. So they're uh, they're aware of, of, of about what's what's going to be happening. And obviously, from a shoot shield point of view, while we're talking about that final. Guy Porter, the uh, former Sydney Uni centre, is, uh, is, uh, is is here with the Eagles, Scott. How, how good's that? Yeah, terrific. And I hear Harry Potter wasn't far away either from uh, from maybe cracking it. But, um, yeah, very good for Guy Porter. Obviously got uh, English heritage and uh, made the move and has turned some heads. Um, uh, looking at the England squad, I have to say I, I don't watch the English uh, Premiership as close as others do, but obviously uh, there's some big names. Obviously, Marcus Smith, the 5'8", has got a huge future ahead of him, and Marua Toje is in the pack. So I think the pack um, is going to give us a, a few headaches to deal with, but we could get the feeling maybe the Wallabies' back line uh, will have a lot of strike compared with maybe some of the inexperience in that, in that English back line, Swaney. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of their big outs for me was Ben Youngs. He's not coming down. Um, yeah. So they don't really have a hugely exp- well they've got Danny Care rather Danny Care uh is probably not the best number 9 running around in the UK at the moment he's vastly experienced so mm. um you know I think that's going to be an area of concern for them but uh you know Marcus Smith is uh is electric whether he can um you know manage the game he's got Owen Farrell standing next to him you know that I do think that Wallabies will probably have a bit too much firepower out wide, but mm. uh, there's still some good players in that England back line. I've watched a fair bit of the English Premiership this year, and, um, yeah, they've got some, you know, a guy like Freddie Stewart. He's, he's a, you know, big, tall, rangy fullback, good boot, and hits lines like you, you wouldn't believe. So um, there's still a few headaches, I reckon, ahead of us. Oh yeah, I, I I don't think um it'll be a walk in the park. I think uh, we're zero and eight from our last uh, eight test matches against the Poms, but uh, you just get the feeling, Casho. Well, I'm I'm certainly optimistic about this series, and I I just think Rennie's just just got to win it. Oh yeah, you, you, you know definitely. You know, like uh, last time Eddie was here, it was in 2016. It was three nil, and you know that uh, that gave them the momentum and. And gave Eddie's team the momentum to uh, go on an 18-match winning streak. So uh, mm. I think they are going to play, as he said the other day, above the ground a wee bit. So uh, I think there'll be a lot of flatline attack and all, all that sort of stuff. So I think yeah. that's why he was a bit concerned with Manu Tuolagi not uh, not being in, in the squad. So he, he sort of needs that big body at 13 and a couple of big wingers to uh, execute what he's uh, what, what what he's trying to get done, but. Uh, just looking at some of those uh, names in that pack, listen, it's it's not too bloody bad to be honest. So uh, yeah, it's going to be one hell of a series. Yep, yeah, looking forward to it. it's going to be awesome starting next Saturday. Uh, just before we jump onto the club stuff and staying on the club scene, um, I don't think we confirm for sure, but it's, it has been known for a few weeks now that 
The Shoot Shoot Grand Final is confirmed for September 3 at Leichhardt Oval again. That's the same day that the Springboks will play the Wallabies in Sydney. Cashy, I'm hoping that's going to be a night game, mate. Uh, the Wallabies game will be a night game. Um, uh, Kerry Brady, the competition manager, has told me that uh, uh, Shoot Shield is, uh, as per program, three o'clock kickoff with uh, reserve grade and also first grade Colts being played at uh, Leichhardt Oval on, on that particular Saturday. So uh, awesome. some of the other grades have a or uh, those grades have an eight-team final series. The other grades with less teams in their competition have a six-game final series. So they may, may well be wrapped up the week before. Okay. Well, that's great. Sounds like an awesome day, and Leichhardt's been a, a really good venue for the Shoot Shield. So we're looking forward uh, to grand final day, but plenty of footy to get through till then. Let's jump into the results. Um, I'll take away the first game here. Uh, the game at Camperdown, uh, the top of the table clash between Sydney Uni and Manly. Uh, it was the Marlins that came out on top, 20-10. to 10. Um, It was a pretty, I have to say it was a poor game quality-wise. There was a lot of drop ball from both sides. Both attacks um, never really got into gear. Um, the game probably turned, uh, well, it certainly turned uh, on the red card uh, Mitch Whiteley copped uh, the university captain for something that really looked, um, you have to say, completely unseen on replay. And I think uh, maybe uh, communication with a touch and the referee made a, got that one wrong. Um, and that sort of, uh, you know, stemmed uh, uni from there. And then it was all Manly, to be honest. They finished finished strong. And the uh, the players that Manly brought off the bench, one Lolakai Fichetti and Langy Gleeson made a huge impact. And, uh Manly stormed home with a couple of uh, tries at the end. but A um, couple of promising juniors there, Berger. Well, that's the thing. They're, all those guys are, uh, are local players and we're delighted that we've got six players in the Wallabies and the Australia A's. They're all juniors at the moment. So um, certainly doing good things in that respect. But, um, yeah, I have to say, look, uh, now we've played every team. Um, I would say there's a bit of belief around the Manly camp at the moment, Swaney. Well, that's nice to hear. It's been a, a little while since we've heard those words mm. um, from from the from Manly. So yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. Geez, I tell you what, it was a full on Royal Rumble at one point, wasn't it? With Mitch Whiteley getting red carded, but um, yeah, it, it didn't. At one point, it looked like there was two guys on him. Yeah, so something's mate, happened it, off camera, obviously. Uh, I don't think it was that obvious. It just looked like it was maybe a mistaken incident. I, I think I, – I think, I'm not sure if Unis had it scratched off, but I dare say they would have. Um, yeah. It was just one of those ones. Um, but, look, that's happened before over through, over the years. I don't think it's anything wrong, but it's just – yeah, I, 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 it just wasn't a red card incident. But, yeah, yeah. look, up until that point, um, Uni had been – Pretty good. They they lost their captain Jack McCalman uh, on kickoff, so that was a bit of a blow. Manly probably had the better of the breakdown. Uni played the field quite well. It was it was just a, a tight arm wrestle between two sides at the top of the table. So you know, I think um, I think it was uh, it was certainly you know a, a big win for the Marlins. Though I mean, um, to go to Uni is always a, 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 and win is is always a big achievement, Kesha. Yeah, it certainly is. But, uh, one of the things I'm hearing around the traps is that uh, 
there is a little bit of concern in regards to not 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 the actual uh, main referees in some of these games, but uh, mm. some of the support they're getting from the assistant referees. That uh, mm. you know, yep. there's, uh, there's a whole there's a whole uh, wave of new guys that are coming through and uh, probably not as experienced and used to the pressure that's uh, that's involved there. And uh, you know, we're we're coming up with a few dud decisions, unfortunately. But um, yeah, there's been some clangers, and I, I think the the issue is if the if the touchy says he sees something, the referee can't argue. I mean, there's, there's no arguing unless mm. you know if he said he's seen uh, you know shoulder and a head, or he's seen a punch, and if he's brought that to referee's attention, who has not seen it, the referee's got no option but to to, was- to, to lay the letter of the law, right? There was, there was the classic one last year, if you remember, when Matty Kellahan, the um, you know, he's a great referee, yeah, um, got the dud call from his touchy and sent the wrong player from the wrong team off. Yeah, um, no, you know, that did, and that's he, he was completely unseen. He had to tr- put all of his trust in the the person running the touchline. Yeah, and um, you know that that's what these guys have to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other the other side of the coin is, I mean. You know, you've got to bring new referees through, don't you? So, yeah. Um, you know, well, we, but you can't be dealing with the amount of clangers that we have been, I reckon. Um, yeah. I, I think I think the, the, the word out of the referees camp is if it's just straight out and out, red card, no, no issue, then make the call. If it's in the grey zone, doesn't seem like there's any, you know, issues that maybe concussion, et cetera, then it's it's going to be hard to, to get a red card. We just don't have the benefit of replays, you know. And how many things go unsighted in test level and are picked up by gents sitting in rooms looking at TV screens? <laughs> we can't expect our guys to be that standard. And let's be honest, they get paid absolute peanuts. So I don't even want to name what they get paid again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, mate, you'd be lucky to get a, uh, a Subway meal on the way home, to be honest, Swaney. Yeah, no, that's right. Um so yeah, I guess you know that, that they're always striving to get better as well. I've always been a big supporter of the referees. Um, you know, there's some great young referees coming through uh, and being developed both in Queensland and in New South Wales. Um, yes. But yeah, there, there needs to be uh, you know that pathway needs to continue, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, there's just you just get the odd the odd bad call. Um, and we're, we're so blessed that we're able to, you know, watch the replays and watch so many games, uh, yep. you know, these days. Um, you know, the, the, the standard of refereeing will get better with, you know, more review and um, young guys coming through. Yeah, exactly right. Just on the – just wrapping up that game there, I guess um, from Uni's perspective, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of players they may call back um, – Casho, I don't know if you know what's on the go, but, you know, I get the feeling that they may not be welcoming back the full um, arsenal of the, what they usually do this year. I think we talked about it last week that they may. Um, I know that there's a, a lot of players maybe about to drop it in the competition from MLR, and then I dare say some teams will be fighting over a few Melbourne Rebels um, if they haven't already got their Waratahs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting because... Um uh, Ryan McCauley dropped out of the Australia A side, so uh, Hugh Sinclair got uh, got a bit of a nod to go over to Fiji 
He's spending this week with his family in Fiji, gets back on Sunday and jumps on the plane again to uh, prepare for this, for the Pacific Nations Cup with uh, with uh, with Australia A. So he may as well stay in Fiji. Aren't well, they going there? I'm, I'm not sure what, what the deal is. But uh, anyway. <laughs> I'd be staying. I'd be staying, Virgo. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, you do that, you do that flight with the, with the wife and, without the wife and kids, mate. You might not be too popular by the time you get back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's right, but yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's a lot of those guys sort of uh, uh, who will be sucked up in, into that Australia A program. They've obviously got to take uh, some sort of break at that stage, whether it's a couple of weeks, three weeks or a month before the start of their pre-season. And then, then, then after that, as, as you said, there's, uh, there's going to be a wash of players uh, coming back from, um, from MLR, particularly the uh, Giltini's guys. So uh, I'd imagine a point of it might, uh, might appear in the, uh, in, in, in the team list at some stage before the end of the year. So, uh, you know, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get a lot of benefit out of that. Yep, we'll keep an eye on those team lists. We'll move on to the next game down at Foreshore. Uh, the resurgent South will be disappointed. They went down to Ringer, Ringer 35, uh, Southern Districts 22. Um, big news out of Ringer this week is Ben Woolett, their star player this year, he's off after this weekend to the Jersey Reds. So that's certainly a big loss uh, for the Raddy Swaney. Oh, I think that's probably the biggest loss they could have thought of, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's so. been outstanding for the year. Apart from year. Ben Maher and the Sevens, that would be, be it as well. That's it. Like the two Bens, they've been yeah. the guys who've been the, the backbone of this team for the last yeah. you know, 12 months. and. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't begrudge uh, the guy getting, you know, getting his opportunity and taking it with both hands because he's certainly been the best player on the paddock for them all year. Um, you know, maybe bar a couple of uh, one or two others, but he's certainly been top three. And uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a big loss for them. But um, you know, they got they got the job done uh, down there at Foreshore on the weekend. Um, so yeah, they get the points, and that that moves them up into fifth, which is, you know, equal with the Woodies. Um, you know, they're right in the mix now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, form. boys, to uh, see uh, Jersey. I, I, I looked them up on the on 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 their uh, finished competition table, and, and they were sort of like just above mid table. So they're obviously uh, uh, fairly aspirational. The uh, the leading team in the in the English uh, second division is the Ealing Trailfinders, so they're obviously uh, putting together mm. some sort of program that's going to uh, hopefully see them up in that uh, in in that uh, English first division. Yeah, back on the game itself, it sort of ebbed and flowed. Um, sort of South started quite well. Chaos is uh, mate. They're calling him the Greek freak on the commentary over <laughs> the uh, the Giannis the Giannis call from from the NBA, but. Um, Mate, he, he, he dotted down for a try. Uh, Hickey laid on a lovely try for Tyson Davis. He's just showed so many great touches this year. Good to see Max Girdler back in action for the Rats. And, yeah, the Rats um, finished off the day with a cracking team try. So uh, South will be disappointed they couldn't keep that uh, new coach bounce going uh, there, Kasha. Yeah, listen, it, uh, it, it, it would have been nice. I think um, I think those things just sort of happen. And now's, uh, now's where the hard work's got to uh Got to be put in, and uh, hopefully they uh, they get uh, some sort of pay out of it. So uh, uh, getting a getting a spot in the finals probably not um, uh, not beyond them, but uh, they've, no. they've, they've got to start uh, winning a few, putting a few back to backs. 
Yeah, I think they would have certainly been aiming for any of those home games. Obviously, the weekend was one that got away from them. We'll move on to the next game um, out at the Eric, uh, Western City 2 Blues 21 over Ramick 5. Another really impressive win for the 2 Blues there, Swaney. Ah, just really impressive, wasn't it? And again, it was, you know, built on the back of a, you know, great performance from um, Tom Curtis. And, Mm. you know, he's he's just going from strength to strength at fly half there uh, for them. I mean, you know, it was 15-5 at halftime. Wicks scored right at halftime. And then um, there wasn't too much, uh, too many, you know, points were hard to come by in that second half, Um, just the two penalties. So... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're consistently beating good teams now, the two Blues, aren't they? Yep, um, yep. Which is, which is what, you know, their coach, Silosi Tungithakibau, told us on Clubland, you know, early in the season. He he basically said that the the idea is to get some consistency now and consistently beat those good teams. Um, they're doing it. And so mm-hmm. they, they take home the Collier Cup as well. Um, which is a bit of silverware, a tribute to a, a young player they lost to suicide back in uh, 2018. So, um, yeah, they're, they're starting to, to rack up some trophies, the two Blues, and, and good vibes out there at the Eric. Oh, great vibes. The uh, two Blues choir was in full song, and you're right about Tom Curtis. He was shut from the get-go, laid on two tries. Um, he just had Ramick kind of, uh, the Ramick back three under pressure all day with his, with his territorial kicking. And yeah, you as you said, the second half was pretty slow. But um, yep, they've they've beaten plenty of big names in this competition now. They've they've beaten Uni, they've beaten Norse, they've beaten Randwick. Um, it's the first beat- time they've beaten uh, Randwick since 2012. So ten wow. years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic. And listen, I, I'm I'm just looking at the the, the scoring progression on the uh, on on the uh, on the app and Fuse Sport app and. Uh, yeah, listen, Ramwick scored a try, and then uh, they've obviously come out of that, got down the other end, penalty goal, Tom Curtis, penalty goal, Tom Curtis to close it mm. out. Listen, he, mm. he's certainly adding to uh, what they've got there. Yeah, I mean, they've always had the power players, uh, maybe more so this year, but uh, just uh, maybe, you know, that, that fly half with um, a lot of pedigrees uh, just goes to show when, you, when you've got the pawns around you, if you've just got a, a really sharp, um, player in the halves, it can it can take your team a long way, and I think that's been a, a big part. Apart from a whole bunch of other things that have gone out there this year, but certainly been a big part of uh, the two blues' success this year. And uh, Ramwick will certainly look to bounce back this weekend. Head over to Dremoyne Oval. Uh, Eastern Suburbs resurgence continues. They down the Pirates twenty six uh, to ten. Um, I thought the uh, Pirates had a pretty good start. And Athena down the, to the. Uh, uh, sideline to Khalifi was a really good try, but um, Jack Grant's back for the Beasties, and he, he grabbed a double. Also, I saw uh, Will Harris and Archer Holt. Um, so with players like Jackson Hope and Tui Tupo, there's certainly plenty of big names forming in that Eastern Suburbs side, Swaney. Yeah, oh, definitely. They're, they're the guys that they would have been banking on getting back. Yeah. Um, you know, from the Waratahs, I, I think a couple of them are probably going to get back onto. Australia A duty uh, pretty soon. So uh, to bank that win for them, uh, hu- you know, that's a huge, huge result for them. And, uh, you know, the, the Beasties are now just that one win or that one spot out of the eight. So, um, yeah, if they can still maintain a f- fair bit of that personnel, uh, then, yeah, they'll, they'll start to, to 
come home uh, with a wet sail, you'd think. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, they're, boys, so. they're getting a they're getting a, a, a reasonable amount of pay out of that back row that they've got going there now. Uh, Charles Elton, who was one of um, Simon Kneebone's uh, recruits from uh, from New Zealand, and obviously Archie Gavin's uh, playing out of his skin, and then, then you throw in a guy like Jeremy Williams who got picked up by the Force this week, and Will Harris. Listen, it's it's not a bad uh, it's not a bad combination, is it? Not bad at all. It uh, you know. It's um, it's going to be fascinating. Just get the feeling, maybe those sides: Ramick, Hunter, Two Blues, East Gordon. Someone's missing out. So it's uh, you know, you look up. Um, although there's obviously a lot of spots to to fill in this final series. Uh, I don't see the Two Blues, the Hunter Wildfires. You know, bowing down for some of these more notable sides, Casho. No, no, certainly not. You know, they're. Uh... They're obviously abrasive. Uh, they know how to play field position, and they've got uh, they've uh, they've, they've got a consistent kicker in Curtis. So uh, listen, they're mm. uh, they're going to trouble more than the Norths, uh, Ramwick, and uh, and Uni. That's for sure. Yep, one team also trying to keep pace is that team Gordon. Uh, probably game of the round, you'd have to say. Um, out at TG Milner, Eastwood 30, Gordon 35. Uh, Tane Edmember's back for the Woods. Good to see. One of the best performers for the Waratahs this year. It was a real seesaw game. Um, uh, Alessandra Polar, Swaney, maybe scored a try of the year contender. He's just got spiders on him, doesn't he? Oh, and, like, how strong is he? Like, he just he steamrolls guys. I, I was told – so we had Reese McDonald on Clubland this week. Um, you know, we've been trying to get a Gordon player on for a while. It's been – as in, you know, we've been waiting for the right time for it, and this was the right time for it. Um, and uh, he was telling us that Alessandra Pola in the gym racks up some serious numbers. He's benching near 200, so like 180-ish. Jesus. Uh, and, then, uh, and then he squats well over – um, you know those num the big numbers as well. So, <laughs> apparently, so why do you have got him covered though, haven't you, at the moment? Well, I was going to say, yeah. Look, you know, they're they're, they're my sort of numbers. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, he's he's a guy who's just so strong and just steamrolls guys, and that's why because he's putting putting uh, big numbers up in the gym. Um, and then you, you, you when you've got Reese McDonald, who's you know played so well on the weekend, twenty individual points. Um, you know, and the the ball just bounced their way a few times. They got that luck all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, and uh, and yeah, that's that's a huge win for them. Massive win. Go, obviously, got them off that uh, losing streak they're on. So uh, you know, Billy Murray's could breathe a bit of a sigh of relief, but they've certainly um, got to keep uh, keep pace. These would have been sort of funny to get a read on this year, haven't they, Casho? I mean, obviously, being one of the better sides and at the top end of the table, but. Maybe of late showing a bit more inconsistency. Yeah, listen. Uh, early on, though, uh, that they had a very simple game plan where they got down to the, into the opposition twenty-five, and then uh, and then sort of like uh, just did the uh, the let's push it over from there sort of sort of stuff. But uh, obviously, teams are playing a, a you know a bit more midfield, bit uh, bit in their own half, forcing their hand a bit. So uh, it's interesting the way. The competition evolves and develops, uh, you know, over, over the eighteen weeks. So I think that's happened a bit, and obviously, you know, the, 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 the Benny Batcher and the boys have got a bit more time to, uh, you know, make a few adjustments and uh, keep some like going from there. But listen, 
great to see Tane Edmed uh, having a crack at club footy. He could have had, he could have had the weekend off, but he he preferred to uh, have have a game of footy with his mates at uh, at Eastwood there and got some huge raps. Uh, Johnny Geddes wrote a story for Rugby News, uh, quoting mm. uh, Batch saying that. Uh, his his uh, pathway is the blueprint for uh, the way we should should uh, treat our development players. So uh, he says he he did a year in Colts, he did a year in first grade, bides his time on the bench in Super Rugby, then took his chance in Super Rugby, and then after Super Rugby he gives back to the club that helped him get there. So how good's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great, and you know we've seen plenty of players that have been fast tracked out of schoolboys through Colts and not playing nearly enough games of grade and uh, it just goes to show it can really stunt your growth. So um, Tane's certainly not the right way and everyone in the shoot shield is loving to see how well he's gone at Super Rugby this year and you're going to see how he gets on for the A's and then hopefully back for the for the finals. Um, we'll go over to that game at North Sydney Oval, Cashy, where I hope you've got us covered. Um, North 33, Hunter 28. Uh, North started like a house on fire, but it wasn't quite that way for the whole match, was it? No, certainly not. Three tries in the first uh, 12 minutes to claim a 19-0 lead. You know, listen, we were, we were all off to the bar to sort of, you know, start the celebrations. But uh, Hunter responded. And, listen, I, I tell you what, they're a, they're a pretty classy side, uh, Hunter. You know, yep. they're, uh, they're a bit like Eastwood uh, early on in the year. They just get down in your 25 and uh, all those big boppers just uh, roll over the top of you and they scored three tries of their own, took a 21-19 lead early in that second half and then then a bit of uh, Max Bury magic uh, got Norse ahead and they kicked a couple of penalty goals to uh, nudge further ahead and 33-28 victory. Although it was pretty scrappy, I must admit it was a significant win for Norse because it just gives them that little bit extra space from uh, in, 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 in that top four. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Connor Winchester uh, for the Hunter Wildfires, I thought, uh, had a, a really good game. Both their second rowers uh, were very, very classy. Uh, for Norse, Boston Carapa played uh, really well. Brad Mopo, and I've already mentioned Max Bury. They were, uh, they, they were real contributors for Norse. So... Uh, Carapa uh, apparently is being watched a bit by the uh, the Waratahs and maybe invited to uh, train with them at uh, at one stage there because we saw uh, Chris Whittaker at, uh, at the game afterwards. So uh, yeah, listen, there's a there's a bit of interest there. He's a he's a big lanky uh, lanky back rower and could probably play a bit of second row and uh, he's uh, he's going places. The uh, bloke on the wing, Maserol Colts. Cots caught, uh, caught my eye a little bit. Had some great runs. Yeah, well, he, he set up uh, the Carapa try. I think it was the first one, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Real slippery little run. Um, and he's, he's definitely eye-catching. I think um, he's out of the Canberra competition, Casho. Yeah, that's right. He was the leading try scorer in the John Dent Cup last year. So he, okay. he, sort, he sort of come up there and, uh, you know, he's, he's giving uh, Norse uh, a fair whack of thrust uh, on the edges there when you consider they've got James Turner on, on the other side. Mm. Oh, I think, uh, Nick Duffy, uh, just a quick word on um, him captaining on the weekend as well. Um, you know, I don't think that um, burdened him at all. He's still, you know, the best support player, I reckon, in the, the shoot shield at the moment. 
Um, is, is Nick Duffy slipping you a ten buck, ten bucks a week at the moment, Swaney? He's he's not, mate. Uh, in fact, I, I chipped him on Clubland the other day by putting his karaoke <laughs> song up. Oh, yeah, but, that was that was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, yeah. Actually, I was I was uh, lucky enough to host the Bon Andrews lunch last week, and um, um, you know, caught up with a lot of the North North guys, and uh, yeah, well, everyone sort of you know, there's big raps on Nick Duffy just. He's, he adds so much energy to that team and, um, yep. you know, on and off the field. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it just good vibes, it feels like, at Norse at the moment, Casho. Oh, is this why you got the man flu, Casho? It's, it's the knock-on effect from the Bon Andrews. Well, I, I, I must admit that I... The uh, immune I, system I, would I be like the, uh, the Bon Andrews uh, on Friday. Oh, I didn't see uh, you there, Casho. No, no, that's right. But, uh, oh, okay. But anyway, I don't, Couple of previous commitments, uh, as they call them, but uh, but yeah, listen, it, uh, it it's it it looks like, and I'm looking in from the outside, although I'm closely connected. It's uh, it looks like a good place to play footy. Put it that way. Yeah, it's uh, it's been funny this year. Like we've we probably, or maybe it's my fault. We've sort of, you know, I think early on we we gave Norse the big sort of pump up that they were maybe the team to beat. Then Eastwood had a bit of a run. Then uni came good. Now Manly are sailing at the top, so it's just, <laughs> yeah. it just seems to change from week to week. But if you had a look, quick look at the uh, the ladder, the Marlins are up top uh, and clear, 44, uni on 40, Norse a point behind on 39, Eastwood in fourth, uh, level the ringer who are in fifth, 36 points each. And then we have Ramick and Hunter uh, on 28 points, and the two Blues uh, rounding out the eight. Below them... Um, just just very closely, uh, Eastern Suburbs and Gordon. So just nothing in it, is there, uh, Swaney? Oh, it's, you know, we keep going banging on about it. It's the closest competition probably ever, um, yeah. well, in, in my lifetime anyway. Um, so it's great to see. Um, yeah, and you're right. It, it feels like every couple of weeks a team goes on a run mm-hmm. and – um, we're suddenly talking up their credentials, and yeah, Manly's the flavour of the month this month. But yeah, um, no hiding yeah, for the Marlins now, is there? That's that's exactly. But um, you know, Uni and Norse and the Woodies and even the Rats. You know, like there's still there's still plenty of footy to be played. Um, there'll be a lot of jostling in those last couple of weeks. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, lots of footy to be played, and. Um... Australia A will leave our shores this Sunday, so we dare, oh, I'm not sure. Will Australia A players play this week, Kasha? Who knows? Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. So um, mm. about the, the the way things turn out, but listen, just 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 throwing in, in you know, I, I spoke about it earlier about uh, about the way the competition has evolved and it goes up and it goes down and. Uh, you know that's that that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, like uh, to have the fact that uh, you know we've we've got uh, we've got a twelve team competition, and on any particular weekend, team twelve could beat team one, and that's that's the way you want it to be, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think that's a, that's the way we want it every single year. So cannot complain. Let's have a quick look at the fixtures for this week. Um, North Sydney Oval, North taking on the Marlins. That's a huge clash. Uh, Eastern Suburbs taking on Ramick in a derby match. Um, that will be uh, a good watch too. Rats and Eastwood up at Rat Park. Uh, Gordon taking on West Harbour. 
South and the two blues. And we have, what have I written here? I've got Hunter v. Newcastle. That doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> Get off the red wines, mate. Sorry, mate. That must be Pirates? <laughs> no, we've got the Pirates. Who the hell's playing Newcastle? Hunter have, Hunter have got uni. Okay. Sorry, uni. Forgot you existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, Uni and uh, Newcastle. Voice. I think that's up in the hunter though. Yeah. What, what one of the uh, phone calls I made late last week was to uh, was to a, uh, uh, a a former manly uh, scrum half who uh, may well be uh, on his, on his way back if he could organise some babysitting. Oh yes, I did hear Mr. Matt Lucas may come back into the competition at some point. Well, uh, yeah. Look, we wouldn't say no. Um, uh, yeah, that would be exciting. I mean, look, Down Spice having a great year, so I'm sure Phil Blakey can work uh, work the magic. But, um, yeah. It's about um, having options, Burjo, isn't it? It is. It is about having options. We'll see how that one translates as the season uh, pushes on. It might might catch you on the weekend, Cash, after you recover from man flu. I shall do, mate. And, uh, Swaney, mate, um, We'll hopefully see you down in town soon. We've got the uh, Shootcast annual catch-up coming up soon, don't we? Yeah, I think so. I think that week of the 22nd of July, the, there's a Warringah lunch, which I'll be at. I reckon we try and lock that in around there. So look out, Sydney. Look out, Prawns. Look out, Prawns. Uh, no, I'm, yes. I'm, um, I'm, I'm getting the overalls on. <laughs> yeah, paint his overalls. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, boys. Enjoy your footy and have a good weekend. You Thank too. You.